everyone. You're listening to the Keeping It Real with Janine podcast, and I'm Janine Strong. My guest today is a courage coach, freedom fighter, and the CEO of Lionheart Publishing, Lonnie Galera. Lonnie was a professional Hollywood stuntwoman for 20 years. Lonnie is putting her courageous, compassionate, and outspoken nature in service as a light worker and lioness. She helps inspire, empower, and encourage others to believe in their sovereign freedom and to emancipate themselves and future generations from tyranny and the system of slavery we were all born into. As an author and publisher, Lonnie is currently finishing the third volume in her Brave Book series called Ascending Human Consciousness. Her first two books, Courage During COVID and Speaking Truth to Power, are available now. These are brave stories of individuals and organizations with the loudest and strongest voices across Canada that are holding people who are in positions of power accountable for their crimes against humanity. I have no doubt this will be an interesting and informative conversation. Hi, Lonnie. How are you? Hi, Janine. Thank you very much for having me on your show today. I'm very excited to have this conversation with you. Well, I read the Druthers publication, and you had an article in there about your books and what you're doing, and I thought, she sounds perfect for the podcast. (laughs) Yes, well, thank you. Um, My entire Brave Book series has everything to do with what's going on in the world at this time, and Druthers is the national counter-narrative newspaper that is actually sharing the truth. Um, The CEO of Druthers, Sean Jason, is actually one of the authors that contributed his story into my second book, uh, Mm -hmm. Speaking Truth to Power. So um, I have a connection with Sean and Druthers, and that's why I made it into the December edition of Druthers. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Well, Lonnie, I like to start out with all of my guests with a little background, you know, a little bit about who you are, um, how you came to be interested in all this and and become a writer. Thank you. Um, How I became interested in all of this. Well, to be honest, uh, I was, uh, let's say, awakened Mm -hmm. to the current state of the world at the beginning of COVID, to be honest. Um, it, I started to question the narrative. I started to question everything that we were being told. And in my questioning, I went down a couple different rabbit holes and I found uh, a lot of counter narrative information that really resonate, resonated with me as the truth. Um, a little bit more of my background, I spent 20 years, as you know, as a professional stunt woman. And during those 20 years, I was jumping off buildings and I was rolling cars and I was fully lit on fire. And oh my I got goodness. A lot of fights. So I got the opportunity to face all of my physical fears. But working in film, I have to tell you that in industry, I also faced every other fear that you can imagine. I faced mm-hmm. the fear of judgment, criticism, uh, putting myself out there, speaking my truth. I became really good at facing my fears and overcoming my fears mm-hmm. and developing a courageous mindset. 
And when I walked away from my 20-year career at the beginning of COVID in March 2020, I decided that I wanted to help other people start standing up for themselves and being courageous and taking back their freedoms and rights. So I've actually been courage coaching for about six years, teaching people how to be brave and stand up for themselves. And when my career in film ended, I decided that I was going to start um, teaching people how to be brave uh, by writing books. Mm -hmm. I think the best way for me to help inspire and empower people with uh, information on how to be brave is by showing them examples of mm-hmm. people all across the country that have been exceptionally brave, who have actually put everything on the line and lost their jobs, lost their you know family members and their income and people who have really stuck their neck, necks out in order to speak truth to power and stand up against government corruption and medical fraud. So I started sharing all of those stories in my Brave Book series. How did how did you find people? When and when you find someone, do you write their story or do you have them write it and then you edit it or how does it work? No. So I thought it was really important that people were sharing their authentic stories. Okay. So I am not a reporter. I don't write about people, mm-hmm. but I made a lot of phone calls. I connected with all of the freedom fighters that I could all across the country, all the way to New Brunswick and like all across the country. I have um, authors that have shared their own authentic, unique story of standing up. So a lot of my authors or contributing authors are not necessarily professional writers, mm-hmm but they are sharing their own story of overcoming some of the challenges and their little victories. And in doing that, a lot of these stories, I'm sure you've been watching the convoy stories. Oh, yes. Every time you read a story that resonates with you, it gives you chills Mm -hmm. and it makes you feel inspired and it kind of uplifts our vibration for all of humanity. So that's what every one of these stories in the Brave Book series are doing as well. So I give the authors all the opportunity to write their own story. I do edit it and I make sure that everything is proper grammar, spelling, Mm -hmm. punctuation, (laughs) all of this, but it's not creative writing. It is their authentic story. So I don't change any of the content Mm -hmm. of their stories. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. You know, it's funny because you just mentioned the, uh, the the truck convoy, and it's my understanding there are thousands more coming. And I, I just have to say, <laughs> I just had something flash on my screen because I heard this morning that, I don't know if it was Trudeau or somebody was asking, uh, what was it? tow truck, tow truck companies to tow the trucks away. Now, I don't know how you're going to how you're going to tow 50,000 trucks away. But I just saw something flash. It seems that all the uh, tow truck companies have COVID, which I guess that means they're, <laughs> they're declining. <laughs> I also saw um, a letter written by Randy Hillier that was actually asking specifically all of the tow truck drivers not 
to to tow the trucks and mm-hmm. to stand with their trucker brethren and support the convoy mm-hmm. to freedom. Now, for people who don't know, why don't you tell, because the probably the majority of my listeners are in the States and who don't know who Randy Hillier, Hillier is. He's an MP, I think out of, uh, I think he's out of Ontario. You can correct me. I think me so. If I'm yeah. Wrong. Well, I wouldn't be the one to correct you, but I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a very political person and I don't follow politics mm-hmm. and I don't actually believe that politics is the answer to this solution or to this right. problem at all. But um, he has been very outspoken in support of freedom movement and um, anti mandate. So yeah, he just kind of put his two cents in there and asked all of the tow trucks not to tow any. And I guess maybe that might be a contributing factor to why they stepped down. Mm -hmm. I also heard that all of the farmers and all of the farm equipment was going to be joining. And I also heard all of the trades were also going to step in. So basically, the truckers started the movement, Mm -hmm. but it's been gaining this momentum. And essentially, at the end of the day, it's going to be all of not just Canadians standing up, but all of humanity across the globe is standing up from all walks of life. Everybody is coming together, and it gives me chills just even talking about it. I know, I know, me too. Everybody's coming together for a common cause and uniting. It doesn't matter how hard they try and divide us right now. Mm -hmm. We just focus on our common goals and our common purpose and that unity consciousness and coming together and taking back our freedom and rights, I think that we're absolutely unstoppable. Well, I and I think that it really is important to emphasize that this is about freedom. It's about freedom of choice. It's about being free and not being coerced into doing things that you don't want to do. Because I, I think that from what I've seen, um, a lot of the media are focusing on like vaccine mandates. And that that's just, that's just a small part of it, really. It's, it's about freedom in general. It's about, you know, being able to go to the grocery store. I mean, there are some areas where if you don't have this vaccine passport, you, you can't, I, well, where did I see there was a, a store where you would be um, escorted by a store employee so that you didn't buy anything but essentials. Yes, and basically this is communism. This is uh, this is so tyrannical. And at the end of the day, I really encourage people to start learning about natural law, like God's law, equity law, mm-hmm. a universal law. And um, I, I'm always compelled to remind people because I know deep down inside that people already know this, but we were never born to be in this kind of a system of slavery. Um, in under a natural law and God's law, the premises do no harm. Mm-hmm. As long as you're not doing any harm to anyone else, you are free to pursue uh, your dreams and goals. And, you know, we're all born into this world with abundance and with prosperity, but that was all taken away from us mm-hmm. by the global elites when they registered us with their b- birth certificate. So I really encourage people to start looking into what natural law is and what it means to be a sovereign person because my soul says absolutely not. I will not ever wear a mask. I will not ever put myself in a position where 
are there there is a covid marshal telling me how close i'm allowed to be to my dearest friends i don't want to live my life that way and people need to be reminded that we were never ever meant to live in a system of slavery like that and now is the time to take back our sovereign freedom well put my dear yeah. Um, now I want I want to get into the the stories, but first, what you you said something about um, you know uh, whatever it was is not the solution. And my first thought was, what do you feel is the solution? I mean, you right. you've been in touch with so many different people, and I think uh, it gives you an interesting perspective for a kind of a cross section right. of what what's happening. So from that, what what do you what do you see as the solution here? Right. Okay. So thank you very much. That's a great question, mm -hmm. and um, I do feel like I have this really big picture perspective of what's going on, not only in Canada but across the world. Mm -hmm. I am kind of in tune to a lot of the back channels and a lot of the so-called conspiracy theories, but we all know that that word was just um, developed to to prevent people from questioning the narrative and the powers that be by the so, CIA. That's right. Mm -hmm. So I have been in tune with all of those back channels and all of those um, uh, truthers and the truther movement and all of the information that you will never, ever come close to on mainstream media. So I have a very like big picture perspective. And I also have a very keen sense of discernment. I'm also very clear cognizant. Mm -hmm. So I have this knowing and my knowing is my knowing and I don't have to convince anybody about what I know and believe. Mm -hmm. But um, I have this feeling that this is not a political problem. It is not a judicial problem. It's not going to be solved in the courts at all because our current system of our legal system is admiralty and maritime law. And that was a system that was also developed by the elites and the, the cabal. And can you just hold, uh, just for a moment before you go on, can you just give a short uh, explanation of how that's different from natural law, because I have a feeling most people, unless they've really had a uh, interest in looking into this, they, they, they won't know. Right. Okay. So admiralty and maritime law was a system of law that was developed by the powers that be. And this system of law benefits mostly the corporations. When you are, have your birth certificate, it makes you a, a piece of property, a part of that corporation, so that they can start putting a mortgage on your life, essentially. All of the money that you earn, all of the taxes that you pay, everything becomes um, like a debt that you owe that they took out on your life. Mm -hmm. So natural law is basically, you know, hundreds of years ago, before we had that system of law, there was no other law. Um, we had natural law, and basically this is God's law, divine law, for being born on this planet. Though, you know, even the words that we use every day, um, we've, we've been taught this system of authority and um, that we have to obey and comply and 
um, that we have to live under these rules that we never really signed up for. Like we never really contracted with anyone that we had to obey all of these rules of society. It's like a big monopoly game, actually. <laughs> and once we discover what the game is, we can make the choice to stop playing the game by their rules. And we can start living our lives under our own authority. And we can start taking back our power once we realize how we've been disempowered and how we've been in this system of control and slavery our whole lives. So admiralty and maritime law, there's all these systems of law. So I think the, the first one would be divine law, God's law. Okay. And this doesn't have anything to do with religion, mind you. Right. So there's God's law, natural law. And then I don't know if it's in alignment with equity law, but then underneath that would be uh, common law. And then underneath that would be like admiralty law, maritime law. Um, these are all, maritime law was a system of justice that was developed assuming that when we were born we were lost at sea <laughs> oh interesting and, that i didn't know yeah oh there's i'm i don't think i'm the one to fully give you the introduction or education on natural law but i can definitely recommend a few uh videos or information and places that you can look <laughs> I was going to ask you that. That's so yeah, funny. Yeah. You know, are there, uh, yeah, books or videos that that you feel would be uh, beneficial for somebody who wants to understand more about this? Absolutely. Um, okay, so I've been learning a lot about um, natural law just in the last year. So I'm definitely not an expert. I'm mm -hmm. still in the learning process myself, but. I've been learning from a group called The Sovereign's Way, and you can look this up. That's the name of their website, The Sovereign's Way. And I took a course with them called The Law for Mankind. It was very informative. It was very interesting, and it really empowers you with so much information so that you have the confidence to stand in your own sovereign uh, under your own authority. And also, I would recommend there is a YouTube channel called A Warrior's Call. Mm -hmm. And it, the gentleman's name is Christopher James, I believe. Okay. And he's got dozens and dozens of really powerful, informative um, videos, educational videos to explain to people what... Um, natural law is and mind you they call it different things natural law equity law god's law um and in the law for mankind they they call it the law for mankind <laughs> they don't okay. even call it mm -hmm. um any of those kinds of laws mm -hmm. okay so, i'll, I'll yeah. put links on the on the uh, web page too for these things for people sure Make i definitely recommend that people start learning about that because okay. I do believe that this is a system of law that we are moving into. We're moving into a more, um, it's going to be more like a common law, like um, a natural law, but some say maybe a, even a constitutional law. Mm -hmm. Now, Lonnie, for yourself, learning about this, how how do you think that's affected your like your everyday life? How what, can, Do you have maybe some examples of... 
of how it's changed your perception, maybe the way you look at things? Right. Um, okay. So I, I mean, I've had a lot of examples of how um, I'm no longer playing Monopoly and I'm no longer um, voluntarily playing along with this corrupt system. So um, I, <laughs> um, so because I'm focusing on more natural law, I'm focusing on the higher vibrations. I'm focusing basically on the fifth dimension and as opposed to the third dimension, which okay. is all of those corrupt systems that I was talking about, the political system, the judicial system, the medical system, the schooling system, all of those corrupt systems mm -hmm. are in 3D. So I'm currently focused on like a higher vibrational and a higher dimensional perspective. I'm focused on 5D, which means that I stand under my own authority. I don't um, I don't necessarily comply with any of the rules and the regulations that are holding me down into a lower vibration of fear or anger, separation. I'm focused more on you know, bringing community together and elevating our frequency, healing from past trauma. Mm -hmm. So I would say on a daily basis, uh, my life has been completely different because of my perspective, because I get to choose what I focus on in my daily experience. I get to choose what I what kind of information I'm taking in. I get to choose um, who I surround myself with. I get to choose where I um, the businesses that I support or mm -hmm. I do not support. Mm -hmm. um, so I mean, I've probably every aspect of my life has been profoundly changed because of the new information that I've been learning about our current reality in the last couple of years and the perspective that I have. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay, great. I'm really glad I asked you that question because I really, I, I think that was an excellent answer. So, and, and, and I think that'll give people a... Uh, you know, a, a little, a better idea of what, what you're talking about, because, yeah. you you know, to make it more personal. So did we actually, now, <laughs> this is so funny, because uh, my question was, what's the solution? Did, did, do you have more on that that you want yeah, to say? Okay. All right, go. <laughs> Right. So I don't think that the solution is a political solution. I don't think that there is any savior that is coming to to um, take care of all of our problems. I, I actually think that we need to remove the entire corrupt government of Canada and all of the corrupt governments all around the world. And I do believe in my heart that they will all be stepping down in the very near future because... I believe from my perspective that this is um, a very transitional, transformational time on the planet and what we're doing is exposing all of the corruption. We're exposing all of the darkness. We're exposing the genocide, the plan that they are trying to implement on all of humanity. We're exposing all of the um, the dark satanic programming that they're inflicting on our children in the schools. We're exposing that whole entire dark shadow on humanity. 
And the reason that we're doing it is because we have to take a look at it. We have to process it and we have to put it behind us. Mm -hmm. The only way we can really heal from trauma, any kind of trauma, is to put it on the table, to take it all apart and then put it back together and then put it aside, like consciously to heal from it. We have to understand it and let it go. Mm -hmm. I do feel that this is going to lead to, and it's part of an awakening of humanity. Uh, now, right. how long that's going to take, I don't know. But you know, I've heard lots of psychics. Um, I've watched a couple of videos of Bill Wood, who was with uh, Project Looking Glass and remote viewing, and and uh, he talks about the timeline. and And he he also said that the uh, the outcome will be it is an awakening of humanity. What that looks like, you know, how that happens, I you know how it unfolds, I don't know, but I do I do feel that the end point is an awakening. Right. And just to get back to the answer to your question, because I do tend to ramble on, um, I do have a solution. Okay. <laughs> um, I do have a solution when I look at the big picture. Like, I don't think that any of these systems, current systems are the the solution lies in any one of them. I do. I really do believe that the solution lies in every single solitary one of us. Mm -hmm. um, this is spiritual warfare. So this is the dark against the light. And the only way that we could ever win spiritual warfare is not anything outside of ourselves. It all has to do with the battle that we're fighting within our individual selves. And I really do think that the biggest change and difference that we can make in the world has to come from us. We have to be the change individually. And when we all do this and we all unite and we all elevate our frequency and raise our vibration and the Schumann resonance on the planet, mm -hmm. that is the solution. And that's how we bring about the fifth dimension and the golden age of humanity. Mm-hmm. I would agree. And I think that uh, on a practical level, and this actually doesn't come from me, this is comes from my husband, is to look at how we are violent mm -hmm. as individuals, how we try to manipulate, how we try to coerce or force others into doing what we want them to do. That's exactly right. And in doing that, that is the process of healing. When we have, we look at all of our triggers on a daily basis, whenever I'm triggered, I have to then sit with that trigger and I'm like, okay, why does this make me so mad? Why is this pissing me off? Why am I, why do I feel like reacting this way? And I have to understand what that trigger is all about and where it comes from. Mm -hmm. And that's the only way that I can heal that trigger and then move forward with compassion and courage mm -hmm. is to understand our triggers and then to, to move past them, to transcend them. And this is a big part of my third book, Ascending Human Consciousness. It's all about healing from our past and completing our karmic cycles. Because once you complete your karmic cycles on this planet, you can more confidently and passionately step into your path and your purpose, your reason for being here, your dharma. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. and this is what I write a lot about in my book. My chapter is actually called Dancing with Dharma. Mm -hmm. Because once we've completed our karma, we get to move into our dharma. I just, I love how this transition um, is happening. And 
Um, so healing from past trauma is a big part of the picture, mm-hmm. but also, um, learning how to activate our throat chakra and learning how to express our opinions and, uh, communicate with compassion in a way that people can hear us, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. not in a way where we're forcing our beliefs and our opinions on other people, but in a way that they can, they can resonate with what we're trying to say. Mm-hmm. And then holding, obviously holding those people in positions of power accountable for their corruption and medical fraud and crimes against humanity. So we have to learn how to speak out and speak our truth. And then we also have to learn individually how to expand our consciousness, how to use those skills of discernment, um, how to use or trust and believe in our own intuition, because that's powerful. Once you're connected to your clear senses and you have this knowing, you have this belief and this confidence and um, belief in humanity and faith in humanity, once you step into that realm, then you're unstoppable. And then on top of that, once you have the knowing and the belief of what is true for you, then you can start focusing on your powers of manifestation because we all are manifesting our own reality around us. And whatever it is that you're focusing on, whether you're focusing on all of the fear and the, the virus and the mandates and the control manipulation, that is going to be your experience. But at some point, we we're going to have to put all of that behind us and we're going to have to start focusing on the road ahead of us, which is natural health and new healing modalities, med beds, quantum financial system, unity consciousness, peace on earth. You know, all of these things that new technologies, all of these things that we have to look forward to, we have to start focusing on the direction that we want to go. And that is what manifestation is all about. And each and every one of us has incredible powers of manifestation. If we could only understand how that works, then we would stop thinking all of those negative thoughts. We would stop um, saying all of those negative things. And we would stop focusing on visualizing the worst possible outcome. Because... Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And with the laws of manifestation, you will bring into your reality whatever it is that you focus on. Right. Yeah. Right. Yes. So I wanted to ask you, um, what are there some tools or or uh, processes that you found help people to move into this way of being, into this state? Yeah. Um, I wrote a book before I started my Brave series. I wrote a journal challenge. It's a 30-day journaling challenge. Hmm. It's called My Lionheart Activation Journal. And I think the power of journaling is really underrated. Like People don't understand that uh, when you are journaling, you're actually connecting to your own higher self and intuition and guidance. Okay. So... um, in this journal, it's a 30-day journaling uh, program, so every day has a different journaling prompt. Okay. And um, Can you give a couple of examples of yeah. what that might be? Yeah. So um, it starts off with learning how to um, get used to even journaling. So the first one might be um, 
encouraging you to journal for three pages absolutely every day. And it doesn't matter what you write down. You just have to put your thoughts onto the paper for three pages a day. Another one's going to teach you, one of the journaling prompts is going to teach you how to maybe still your mind and calm yourself and meditate for just five minutes and maybe a little breathing exercise to get in tune. Another one's going to teach you how to create a space that... Um, in, inspires your own creativity and um, divine guidance. And then another one's going to teach you how to focus on, you know, the words that you're using and how powerful words are and how we manifest what we speak as we speak. Um, mm -hmm. So it is. That's what abr abracadabra means. <laughs> And mm -hmm. another one focuses on, so at the beginning, it's kind of teaching you how to connect with your own divine guidance and your own intuition, because all of the answers that we ever need to know about anything in this life, they're already within us. Right. And this journaling program is teaching you how to develop that own, your own connection to self so that you can get all the answers to all the questions that you could ever possibly have. Yes, um, I agree. And I it's so it sounds like years ago I when I learned automatic writing that mm -hmm. you know you just sit there and you write and and doesn't make any difference what it is. Yeah. The, you can write this is this is stupid. Why am I doing this? Oh my god, here I am writing away. I'm blah 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 and you just write whatever comes to you. But then what I learned was that at some point it will switch into uh uh, what's the word I want, you know, something that actually makes sense. Yeah. And, and I don't know if it's coming from, you know, your soul or your subconscious or from outside of yourself, but it's usually pretty darn wise. <laughs> right. And, you know, a lot of the writing that I do in my books, it's, it, I feel like it's all been channeled because when I'm on a roll, I can type away and get, I can write 3000 words in a couple hours easy and um wow. and that's when i know that i'm in tune and i'm connected because it just flows out of me mm -hmm. and that's one of the things that i really enjoy about the writing process but the journal it starts off pretty easy but in the 30 days we start talking about the warrior's journey, the dark night of the soul, all of these um, profound life lessons and how you can reflect on your own life lessons and learn the very important lesson for yourself and what you can take away from those um, challenging experiences that we all have. We all mm -hmm. go through them. But if you don't learn the lesson, then you're more likely to go through it again, right? Right, so exactly. So if you can reflect on the challenges that you've overcome and take away all of those individual nuggets of wisdom and write it down for yourself, then you're more likely not to have to go through those particular challenges again. You'll probably have other challenges in the future, but... right. Well, and, and we've all experienced this, I'm sure, where you are in, involved in a situation, it dissolves, and then the, you come across the same thing again, because you didn't learn whatever it was you were supposed to learn from it. And so you keep detracting the same kinds of situations or people or whatever it is to you until you finally, you know, the light bulb goes off and you finally get it. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's why this journaling program, it's, it's meant to help build a brave and abundant mindset. 
So we talk about what an abundant mindset is and we talk about what discernment is and we talk about all these different things that just make you think and make you start to find the answers within yourself. So I'm not necessarily, um, it's not a journaling program where I'm teaching a lot of content, but I'm teaching you how to find the answers to all those questions within yourself. Awesome. You know, this really, it really sounds like a, an excellent, uh, what do I want to say, project. So it's my Lionheart Activation Journal, right? Uh, no, my in front of it. It's just Lionheart Activation Journal. Oh, you were saying my as in it's yours. Okay. Yes. Lionheart Activation Journal. And I assume that people could find it at, you know, the usual. It is on Amazon, but you can also find it on my website. Oh, okay. That's always preferable. It's with all the other books. Okay. That's great. And what is your website while we're at it? So my website is Lady Braven of the Pride. Now, Lady, how did you come up with that? Braven (laughs) of the Pride. (laughs) So my name used to be, my website used to be uh, Phoenix Fall Girl. And um, that's because I was a stunt woman right. in TV and film. Mm-hmm. And I used Phoenix because I believe that I've gone through this Phoenix process a couple times in my life of reinventing myself and mm-hmm. rising okay. from um, destruction. I came up with Lady Braven of the Pride because a lady is a sovereign that stands under her own authority. Braven. Oh. Yeah, Braven is, um, well, I just love the name, and it kind of reminds me of being a courage coach, Mm -hmm. and I always thought that I'd, if I ever changed my name, I'd change it to Braven, and then of the pride, because I am a Leo, and Mm -hmm. I am very passionate about uniting the lions, not just the Leos, but all of those who have courageous, compassionate, unity conscious um, mindsets and bringing people together that people, the lions are people who are actually going to do something, not just talk about it, not cower behind others. The lions are the ones that are going to affect the most change. So I'm passionate about uniting the lions and uh, a collection of lions is called a pride. Right. So Lady Braven of the Pride. Wow, interesting. Yeah, my dad was a Leo and he I everybody loved him and he he just he he did so much in his life and he brought people together and yeah. so, the Leo. So it's ladybravenofthepride.com. Yep. Okay. All right, great. So Lonnie, let's get into some stories, some of your favorite stories that you'd like to share that you think are inspiring. Right. Okay. So um, there are really are so many, and I think I only want to go through a couple of them um, right now. So courage during COVID. First of all, I want to tell you that each one of my books is a different color that is in alignment with a different chakra. Oh, okay. So the first book, The Brave, Courage During COVID is green because Mm -hmm. courage comes from the heart. It comes from the heart chakra. And I really feel like the stories in this book are going to activate that heart chakra. They're going to compel people to start taking action from the heart in defense of the things that they love. 
So The Brave, Courage During COVID, one of my favorite stories, there's 20 stories per book, by the way. Uh, One of my favorite stories is from Susan Stanfield, who Mm, is mm -hmm. an activist with health and justice. And she was so inspiring to me when I first got into this movement as a freedom fighter and a truth seeker. She was taking big action and she was standing up and she was one of the first rally organizers in British Columbia and Vancouver. And uh, she wrote a chapter. She also wrote the foreword for this book, which was brilliant. It was Mm -hmm. so good. I might even read a little bit of that foreword. Sure. Okay, so this is a foreword by Susan Stanfield. Well, it's quite long, so maybe I'll only read a a portion of it. (laughs) Okay. Yes, I've admired her for some time, actually. Yeah, well, she did a really good job with not only her chapter, which is called The Third Jeep, and um, (laughs) she wrote this foreword. Of all the human traits, bravery might just be one of the most important going forward. Compassion, yes. Open-mindedness, certainly. Humor, without a question. Those are highly valuable human traits that make life worth living. However, bravery holds a unique and timely space for all Canadians right now in the spring of 2021 to challenge us to rise up despite our fears so that we can all be brave in the face of growing tyranny. Being brave is how we are going to win our freedoms back. One person, one voice, one moment at a time. That was just a portion of the foreword that Mm -hmm. she wrote. Mm -hmm. I can see well written and well thought out. Some of the other authors in this first book are, um, they're also amazing. They're the Canadian frontline nurses, mm-hmm. Kristen mm-hmm. Nagel and Sarah Chiginian. They both wrote their stories about how they were very well respected RNs in their, in their areas. And they, once they started speaking out against the vaccine because they could see that there was something wrong with the, the narrative and the adverse reactions, they both lost their jobs. And they were fired immediately and they were ostracized and persecuted by the public. And they decided to start going on tour and traveling across the country and educating people and warning them about the dangers of this vaccine. So they were extremely brave. I also have Tanya Gaw from Action uh, for Canada. Mm-hmm. She has a, a, a beautiful story. She um, comes from a very Christian background. And she shares her story of why she started up Action for Canada and how it was so important to her on a personal level and what she's doing in that movement. And then I've also got Danielle um, Pastilli, who is one of the main organizers for a lot of the freedom rallies in in Vancouver, British Mm, Columbia. Mm -hmm. And for any, I'm a rally organizer myself, and I know that once you stand up and you start putting together a rally or organizing um, a, a type of freedom protest, I called mine a protestable because I wanted it to be fun, <laughs> but it was also, we were protesting the actions of the, the government. I mm-hmm. wanted it to be peaceful and fun, mm-hmm. but whenever you put yourself out there, you're going to get a lot of backlash. Yep. I actually had people 
in my local community here of Squamish that were wishing me dead because I was bringing people together and questioning the narrative and bringing all of this counter narrative information. And they were, there were people in my community that were actually saying, I wish you would get COVID and die. Like this is. (laughs) Wow. I, I mean, I'm, what has happened to these people? Right. I mean, is or you know, because I often question. Okay, so people who are are speaking this way, and and are they? Is this something that's always kind of been in them, but it's just hasn't come out, or is it? Is it because their uh, their minds have been so programmed by yeah. uh, mainstream media? Now, you know, one of the things I think that would be good for people to know, because I don't think I've talked about this. But because people will say, you know, how how can they all be in on this, right? Mm-hmm. And I think it's important to realize, and I, I hope I've got my facts straight, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but all of the, basically all of the media, all of the mainstream media, whether it's TV or, or paper, newspapers or magazines, is owned by five corporations. Yeah. And those corporations, their top shareholders are BlackRock. Vanguard and State Street. Yeah. And I think Blackstone's in there somewhere too, but but those are the three top ones and they're they're controlling it all. They're controlling the narrative. And if you if you I, I don't have regular TV, so but if you flip channels, I've seen I've seen uh, uh montages, you know, going from one channel to another and they're all saying the same thing. Yeah. You know, they've got their, yeah. they've got their talking points that they're supposed to do. And honestly, I don't know how journalists do it, how these TV personalities do it. I really honor the ones that have said, I can't do this anymore and I'm quitting. And there are some major, uh, you know, TV personalities that have quit because they just can't, you know, it's, it goes against every ethical, moral, you know, uh, fiber of their body. Right. You know, I've got, um, I've got two things to say. First, um, with regards to why are people behaving like this? Like, why are they in that such a low vibration of judgment, criticism, persecution, division, separation? Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I forget how long ago. It was more than 10 years ago. There is a video of Bill Gates um, who was developing a vaccine, and they were trying to find a vaccine against spirituality. What? Yes, they were trying to find a vaccine. They were trying to prevent, they said that they were trying to prevent the extremists, all of like the Islam extremists and all of the religious extremists because they were terrorists. And uh, there is a video of uh, Bill Gates talking about this particular vaccine and how it would affect a person's ability to not just um, their connection through their pineal gland, their divine connection, but also their, uh, their compassion, their empathy, their understanding, so that they were more easily programmed with the chosen narrative that is on the mainstream and they lacked compassion and I do believe most I'm not saying all and and I'm not saying 
that absolutely everybody this way, but I have noticed and I see that a lot of the people who are living in fear, who have been programmed to fear, once they're in that low vibration, then they start acting out all of these other lower vibrational behaviors. And those are the people who are most likely going to get the vaccine. And once they've gotten the vaccine, um, they also lose a little bit of compassion for everybody else that isn't choosing to believe the same narrative that they are. There is a part of their ego that won't let them believe any of the counter narrative because then that wouldn't justify their behavior and the way that they're acting. This is what I've seen. I've seen a lot of people who have just see they feel like they've lost all of their compassion and empathy for unvaccinated people because this there is a lot of programming and mind control. And another thing I wanted to say about that is that for your audience, there are three very good, very well done documentaries that you will not find on Netflix or any <laughs> mainstream channel. Mm -hmm. Three very good documentaries that I would encourage people to watch okay. to understand um, the global the global list agenda and the mind control and you know what they're actually doing on a large scale and what they've planned out are um, the first one would be out of shadows mm -hmm. I don't have you seen it no I haven't but I know of it mm -hmm. okay so it was done by two stuntmen um, <laughs> who I've worked with who I'm friends with they did a really good job of sh exposing the behind behind the scenes uh, Hollywood um, nature like the nature of Hollywood and the purpose of Hollywood and the mind control and the MK Ultra, the mm -hmm. Mockingbird Media, the CIA involvement in Hollywood and how all of movies and TV and celebrities, um, the purpose of celebrities is to influence people, to make them think a certain way, to make them buy a certain product, to make them act a certain way and to feel a certain way. This is the purpose of an actor, a celebrity. And um, Out of Shadows was mm -hmm. a really good, like, it was actually a really good red pill for me because even though I worked in Hollywood for 20 years, I had no idea of the true nature of Hollywood and what they were really doing on the elite A-list level. Mm -hmm. yep. um, and I want to say, you know, for some people, this will be not that new for them. But for right. a lot of people you know, it, this is, this is new information and, and they're, you're going to want to push it away. But I would encourage people to have an open mind and just, just to be curious. That's all. Just be curious. Uh, you don't have to accept it. Um, uh, oftentimes I get information that I kind of question. I, I, I question, I try to question almost everything, but some things I'm like, ah, gee, I don't know. So I file it. You know, I file it and I wait for corroboration or not to be corroborated because, right. you know, sometimes I think something's true also and I find, oh, no, nope, that was disinformation. So, mm -hmm. you know, just just to be open, curious and really question everything. 
See, that is my definition of being what being awake means. Mm, so mm-hmm. there's people who are asleep and they don't question anything. They're just going along with the, their current, uh, the stream of thought that they're in. And, and, and then there's people who are awake that start to question everything. They're questioning the people in positions of power. They're questioning their leaders. They're questioning the narrative. They're questioning the media. But then there's people who are aware and they're able to take in all of the information from all angles and all different sides and they can disseminate and discern for themselves what resonates with them and what is their true what is true for them mm-hmm. because there's a difference between the truth and what is true mm-hmm. and what is true is an individual thing this is what is true it's a fact this is true for me and then what is the truth is also subjective and and um, depends on who you're talking to. And mm-hmm. for me, I believe in dragons. Not everybody believes in dragons. But <laughs> <laughs> well, and and you know what's true for you. It it needs to be flexible because as you get in more new information, that may change. Right. And you have to be willing to be able to uh, be flexible and 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 change what you think is true. Absolutely. And then that's a part of your ego that has to be willing to admit if you have been misled, if you have been wrong, if you have been, you know, um, misguided or programmed. And a lot of people, their ego will never allow them to admit that. They don't want to admit that they're wrong. So this is also a part of our personal growth work, right? Is to to learn how to take in information and decide what is true for me. But then in a month from now, you got new information and then you can say, okay, I was wrong. I was misled. I was completely off base. And now this is what's true for me. Right. 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 Okay. So what are the other two documentaries, just in case people are interested? So we have Out of Shadows. Out of Shadows. And then the Bilderberg Group. I don't know if a lot of people are on Gaia, but okay, basically everything on Gaia, there's like full disclosure on there. Everything is on there. The Bilderberg Group is, um, it's a movie about this globalist elite group that has been planning this agenda for a very, very long time. Um, Mm -hmm. It's not the last couple years, it's the last couple decades. And um, it kind of puts all of the pieces of the puzzle together for you. I think it goes back even farther than a couple of decades, but yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You're right. I'm sorry. You said this is on Gaia? Yeah, that's on Gaia. Well, you can also get, I I think, directly off their website, or I'm not sure what other platforms are also um, showing it. But the other group, which goes back thousands of years, if not a millennia, (laughs) um, Mm -hmm. the other movie is The Esoteric Agenda. And that goes back way, way back. It's a fascinating movie. It goes back to the origin of all of our religions and the origin of black magic and, you know, mind control and uh, all of the esoteric, at the at that aspect of it, the occult. Mm-hmm. So it's fascinating, but it's all 100% relevant. And it's a really good kind of background homework to do on the big picture of what's happening on the planet right now, because it's Mm -hmm. all relevant. Okay. Yeah, that sounds interesting. I, uh, I, I'm going to watch all of them. I do have Gaia TV. So definitely going to watch the Bilderberg group and 
all of them. And I'll see if I can find um, links for people to put on the on the website. Right. Right. Wow. Well, I think for a lot of people, this is, you know, it, it's a hard pill to swallow. Um, you know, for a lot of us, we've had to learn about these things gradually over the years. Right. Um, but it's kind of like we're being hit in the face with it these last couple of years now. And, yep. and um, I think for many, it's, uh, you know, people are questioning what the is going on. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? This is the great awakening of humanity. And it is not, um, it's not comfortable by any means. It's like for those who are still asleep, if they are, they're going to get the most rude awakening of all, because they're going to mm -hmm. be bombarded with all of this information at once, where some of us have had years, if not decades, to assimilate and take in and discern all of this information and decide for ourselves what we want to believe in. Um, I mean, I always say that I'm, I've been a spiritual person my whole entire life. Um, mm -hmm. My mother passed away in front of me when I was 11 years old. And there's a whole mm -hmm. story behind that. But she's never left my side. And that's, I've, mm -hmm. I've always been a very spiritual person. But I wouldn't consider myself necessarily awake until March of 2020 because that's when I started questioning everything. And that's mm -hmm. when I started um, going down all of these different rabbit holes and learning about what was really going on behind the scenes and um, who's really pulling all of the strings because you know that all of the world leaders in place right now are all puppets. People would say, well, how is that? So many of the world leaders like uh, Trudeau and Jacinda Ardern and uh, Merkel was and Boris Johnson Biden. and you know I'm not sure who all else I've seen the list but they've all been trained in the young globe what is it young global leaders group by Klaus Schwab yeah. and the World Economic Forum so you know they have been they have been educated trained inculcated into this whole way of thinking yeah now, also, Lonnie, the you mentioned this video, this older video of Bill Gates speaking. Mm -hmm. If you can find that, I would, I would love to post a link to that, sure. and I would like to see it myself. Um, yeah, so that would be great. Yeah, I'll, uh, I'll look into that as soon as we get off the phone here. Okay, awesome. We've covered so much territory, and like I said, people, just you know, be open to the possibility that we don't really know what's going on. We don't really know the biggest picture. Uh, we, th we may think we do, but I was listening to, um, oh, her name's Amanda. Uh, I can't remember, Volmer or something. But she was talking about how every time you think you've gotten underneath right? The, the disinformation, there's another layer under that, right. you know, don't, don't stop wherever you're at, you know, keep digging right. because we just don't know. And there's so many layers and so many, so many threads that, you know, and don't let it, it's hard, you don't want it to overwhelm you. you. You still have to live your life. You still have to take care of yourself and your family and your friends. Right. Um, but is ignorance bliss? Yeah, probably. <laughs> but is it uh, is it wise? Let's put it that right. way. It, you, know, you know, this all has to do with like the different levels of perception, the different levels mm -hmm. of awareness, the different like the the different levels 
they all have to do with the process of ascending human consciousness. And that's mm-hmm. what my third book is about. Um, mm-hmm. It's about all the different healing modalities and the different ways of expanding our consciousness and, you know, the different possibilities that out there. And uh, it definitely goes into some galactic family um, connections mm-hmm. and... Awesome. That sounds great. When is that going to be ready? That book, I'm hoping to finish it and have it published within a couple of weeks. Um, I'm waiting oh for one or two more chapters and then and then I'll have it uh, ready to print in the next couple of weeks. Wow. Awesome. Yeah. You are you you when you set your mind to something. <laughs> <laughs> You go for it. Well, the first book took me about three months from start to print. And the second book took me about four months. And I'm probably I'm probably on about four months for this book as well. But it's definitely going to get done. Um, and then the fourth book, I just want to quickly mention, the fourth sure. book is called The Brave Manifesting New Earth. And it's about all of mm-hmm. the possibilities and um, the visions that we can hold uh, for mm-hmm. the future that we want to create together. Awesome. Well, this has certainly been an education and um, you obviously are very well versed in all of this. So I appreciate your sharing all of this with us. And what is your website once again, Lonnie? It's www.ladybravenofthepride.com. Well, I, I want to thank you for all you do because I know it's it's not easy to stand up and have people trash you and, and threaten your life. And, um, you know, you do have to be brave. You do have to have a commitment to the truth to be able to weather all of that. Right, right. Well, thank you very much for um, oh. allowing me to talk about all of these things. I'm very passionate about them, as you can tell. And, mm-hmm. and I... To tell you the truth, I have so much more to say. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe we'll just have to have another conversation. I'd love that. (laughs) That's great. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, take care, Lonnie. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. And thank you so much, Lonnie Galera, for your bravery in standing up and speaking truth to power. The podcast website is realjanine.com, where you can listen to and download episodes. And remember, Janine is J-A-N-E-A-N. And I think I'm going to say here something that Jennifer Margulis does in her, her emails. When you get to the end, she always says, if you made it this far, thank you. Because I, I think for many, many people, this is not easy to hear. And so if you stuck with it and made it through this whole episode, uh, both Lonnie and I are very appreciative. To subscribe to Keeping It Real with Janine, go to your favorite podcast provider. And you can also listen to slideshow videos on BitChute. Please remember to subscribe while you're there. Thank you so much. I really appreciate your listening and taking this into your energy field and considering all of what Lonnie has to say. Do you know someone who would find my conversation with Lonnie inspiring and empowering? Please share the love. You never know. It could very well change someone's life. Until next time, take care and as always, be well. Be well.